Welcome to the Fresh Fiction Podcast. My name is Danielle Jackson-Dresser. And I'm Gwen Reyes. This is the podcast where we talk about what we're reading, watching, and listening to. The 1993 film Hocus Pocus lives in our minds rent-free, so you know we're excited about the Disney Plus release of Hocus Pocus 2. We love these cult classic witches and give our thoughts on the new spooky movie. We're also going to go over our goals from last episode, set some new ones, and share what's been bringing us some comfort lately. Okay, I put witch cackle in here, but I'm not feeling like cackling right now. <laughs> right now. <laughs> okay, that was it. There we go. Gwen did it. Because I was like, why did I, I, I made this outline and gave this to myself. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> why did I do that? When you wrote it yesterday, you thought maybe it was the right moment. Perhaps I was feeling the spirit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, Gwen, how's it going? <laughs> it is good. You know, I just put my cauldron away. It's soup season, aka cauldron season. Yum. <laughs> I love it. Wait, what soups have you been making? Oh my gosh. Okay. So I made like, I'm just making what I like to call trash soups at this point where you're just like throwing all your leftovers Mm -hmm. together. So last week I made like this sausage, veggie, potato situation. That sounds great. Um, And then to this week, I've got like a leftover, a couple pieces of chicken that I think I marinated in some like some sort of spicy rub. And I'm going to make more pasta pasta soup with that. That sounds great. I'm coming over. Pop over to Seattle. Just grab some bread. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, how what what's been going on this week with you? Oh man. Well, so the one of the other reasons why I've been having to eat so much soup is I got uh, sick. I have yeah. been traveling so much as we've been discussing the last few episodes um, all over the place from like corner to corner of this country. And on my way back from New York. I just like that weekend. Your second, right after your I got second back. trip to New York. My right? second trip yeah. to New York. I like got and I was fine. Like I wore my mask. Everything was mm-hmm. good. I was working for a few days. And then like that Friday, I just got slammed mm-hmm. and I was exhausted. I had an ear, I had an ear infection. I'm like, I thought only children got ear infections. <laughs> yeah. And I was like oh. almost crying with it. And I'm like, am I five again? Like this is mm-hmm. horrifying. So Took some Advil, slept for a few days, and it, it wasn't COVID. It was just exhaustion and like yeah, a cold. cold. And yeah. we've had a lot of I was telling you before we started recording, but we've been having a lot of forest fires. We have one big forest fire that's just been smoking um, in oh, the area goodness. for the last three weeks. And I have a- I have allergies and asthma, and so that's just mm-hmm. also been kicking up a lot of stuff. So it's been resting, recuperating, eating soup, Ugh. watching TV. I mean, that sounds great, actually. Not that I know. you were sick, but the <laughs> the recuperation process sounds amazing. Yeah. It's like when you get to the end of the sickness and you're like, man, I wish I was still sick so I could sleep some more. Right. Yeah. And totally. you know, you're feeling much better. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. What about you? I, you know, as I've been laid up sick and dying. <laughs> You've been busy, busy, busy. I know. Last week at the bookshop, I had two events. I think we've we've talked about this in our most the episode that went up before this one. That October is just like the busiest month in publishing. I don't yeah. know what it is, but it is. That's when everything comes out. It's mm-hmm. and this year, authors are back out on tour. So as part of the events team, I have been pretty busy. Last Monday, I had an event with two authors, one named Shantara McBride and the other is Rosalind Wiseman, <clears throat> who's a name a lot of people will recognize. And mm-hmm. they wrote a book called Courageous Discomfort. And it's about kind of the two of them 
navigating their friendship through the last couple of years. So Shantara McBride is black, Rosalind Wiseman is white and how they were still friends, even though there were things that they just inherently disagreed on. And it's, it was a book that it, it was kind of like their experience going through that, but then also like kind of a workbook on how you can still cultivate friendships and understand different opportunities and not opportunities. Like what is the opposite of an opportunity or disadvantages? Mm -hmm. Yes. Challenges. Um, and how to work through when you are, when you are friends with someone and, and, but you don't understand why they're so upset about something. Wow. That's Um, incredible. That sounds like, yeah, it was really, it was a really interesting conversation. They were both awesome and very open, which was really cool. It's called Courageous Discomfort. I'm going to write down right now to link to it. Yeah, that sounds great. Good little self-help for the, for the rest of the year. Yeah, it was, it's, it's an interesting book because it it is like self-help, but it's also very personal. Like they are very Mm -hmm. much speaking from their experiences, which I really appreciated as well. Um, And then on this past Wednesday, I had an event with Melissa Urban, who most people know as the creator of Whole30, but she wrote a book called The Book of Boundaries. And it, it's, it was interesting hearing her talk too, because she was like, no, like a lot of people have wondered why she pivoted into this like mm-hmm. boundary setting thing. And she's like, no, Whole30 is all about setting boundaries. Right. Yeah. And so, and she's like, and she noticed how it carried over into other parts of her life where she needed to like put up some boundaries or Mm -hmm. let some down. And the great thing about her event is that she spent most of the time just taking questions from the audience and had people like people could write their questions in advance and put them in a box. And she just picked them out. It was really fun. She was really cool. And she had like the best nail polish. Like people should look up Mm -hmm. her book cover because there's Mm -hmm. like this bright really bright, like pinky coral color and her nails were painted that color. And she oh. did amazing. It was so good. Like, I was like, Oh, that could have been like my summer color. Like it was so great. Um, but yeah, so, so yeah, like just keeping busy that way. And then I think, and then I ended the week and I'm, oh, we'll talk about this a bit too. And in, in a minute about what, well, we can just move into it. We can yeah. move on into what I've achieved this week. And my achievement is that I got my COVID booster and my flu shot on Friday, but on Saturday, yesterday, I was out of it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just sat on my bed, the day bed behind me and like read a bunch of books and watched TV and complained that my arm hurt. And it was the the, best. It was one of those things where like, you don't (laughs) really like, you know, how you, you know, people like touch you, like not in a weird way, but just like touch you. And apparently my Mm -hmm. husband constantly touches my left like deltoid, like where the shots went in. And I was like all day, I was like, stop touching me. Like I was freaking out because it hurt so much. It's much better today, but my arm still feels like very heavy. It's because you did them both in the same arm. I did because Mm -hmm. I sleep on my, I sleep on my side. Yeah. Um, which I know I should sleep on my back, but I don't, I sleep on my side. And we should just give ourselves grace on that. Right. Exactly. Um, so I was just like, no, I'm going to put them both in the left arm. And the pharmacist was like, your arms can be really sore. And I was like, fine, I got it. It's fine. No worries. I'm not doing anything. It'll be great. (laughs) So yeah. But, uh, yeah. So what was your achievement this week, Gwen? That's so good. Um, so for me, it was, we had an events meeting, uh, for fresh fiction events yesterday, uh, this weekend, and we're getting closer and closer to readers and Rita's. And so, um, we are, 
like we finalized the program for readers and readers, like our interviews and our games. And um, I was just really excited about that because like between the two of us that are planning the program stuff, we both were sick last week. So the <laughs> fact that we were able to like put our brains together to do it was a, was a good thing. But yeah. um, of course, like all situations, programs will are a, a living document, like a resume. Yes. But um, as Constantly of right now, changing. really happy with the layout for it. Yeah, we should say that anyone, even if you're not in Texas, if you want to go visit Texas, mm -hmm. everyone's invited. Go, everyone's we will, invited. We will link to readers and readers. I think this year it's a little smaller scale, but hopefully it'll be back like up to full, like a full weekend next hopefully, year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. This year we're just doing the one day um, yeah. and we're going to have just like fun and games and interviews with authors and panels. Um, and But uh, next year we hope to be able to bring it back to a full weekend, Friday, yeah. Friday, Sunday. That'll be so fun. Yep. Awesome. Okay. Are we ready to talk about Hocus Pocus 2? I'm living to talk about Hocus Pocus okay, 2. So we probably should have talked about this before, but I think it's been out long enough that we can include like spoiler-ish stuff. Yes. I feel, okay. I feel like that's fair. Yeah. Okay. And if you are uncomfortable with spoilers for Hocus Pocus 2 yeah. or Hocus Pocus 1, um, <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> 29 years later. Okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, that funny, they say 29 years later, so many times. In this I know movie. they really want to hit that. <laughs> they they like, really not want you to know it's been 29 years. Um, but yeah, I mean, it seems like basically when Disney plus started, what, two mm -hmm. years ago, three years ago, I don't even know what is yeah. time they, they, that was like something they kind of said, if not at the launch, like pretty soon after it launched, they were like, and Hocus Pocus two is coming. Yep. And everyone was kind of like, cool, like what, like what, when? what's the deal? Tomorrow? Like what's happening? <laughs> yeah. Can we have this now? We should talk a little bit about Hocus Pocus one because mm -hmm. it, it came out in 1993, like I said, in the opening. And it just feels like every year more and more people like love that movie. Like yes. it is honestly like a cult classic. It is, mm -hmm. you know, because it was panned when it came out. It was, it was not like people did not go see it. And then suddenly it was everyone loves it so yeah so. and it's so funny too because it's kind of like in the same way that love actually as it's time mm -hmm. it's you know it's it's kind of come and gone in people's favor mm -hmm. and more people now like to reflect on how like um problematic love actually is i think that yeah. the reverse happens with with hocus pocus like there there will be some years where people are like oh hocus pocus isn't as good as, mm -hmm. as we all think it is but the majority of people, even when they revisit it, they're like, it's so fun. It's yeah. so zany. And it's such a time capsule of like fun family films in the 90s. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Totally. And then we should say, obviously, you know, this is about the Sanderson sisters. They are witches that are resurrected from the Salem witch trials, basically yep. um, played by Bette Midler, Sarah Dust Parker and Kathy Najimy, which I just all all three of them. I love now, them. Like, I mean, I love them too. Let's be fair. Bed Midler has said some very problematic things in like recent years, but yeah. And Kathy and Jimmy is very good friends with Kim Cattrall, who is not good friends oh. with uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. So I didn't know of, this. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it. Um, what an interesting set that would have mm -hmm. been. They're iconic. It's like, these are roles that they, you know, I mean, I, I think all of them have other roles that they are known for, but like, I think this is like up there. Yeah. We'll probably, this sounds really weird to say, but we'll probably be mentioned in their obituaries, you know, like that's the type of role these 
these yes. people are playing, you know, it's, it's really great. So what was your, what is your history with Hocus Pocus? So I, this movie is like so ingrained in my memory. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because in 93, I was 10 years old and I cannot remember. I feel like I'm, I feel like my mom would have taken me to see this movie yeah. because it was like, I was like the right age. Um, it was definitely my jam, but I, I just have like these like snippets of, did I see it in the theater? I'm not sure, but I do know I would watch it all the time on the Disney channel. I had a VHS of it. I had like the collector's edition VHS. It had Mm -hmm. like a little, like had a cool little box with it. And it was really Mm -hmm. neat. Um, My aunt's work uh, owned a video store in Pennsylvania and she would get early screens. And like one of the only movies that she had in her house too was Hocus Pocus. So I would watch that all the time. Oh my gosh. Um, So I like, I love those ladies. I spend a lot mm-hmm. of time with them. And it always reminds me of Pennsylvania because it is takes place in Massachusetts. Yeah. But it they kind of look the same. <laughs> right. That little East Coast vibe. I love mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Same. I I cannot. Re- I should have called my mom because she would remember this. But I don't I don't know if I saw it in theaters, but I know anytime it was on, mm-hmm. I would watch it or. I didn't or care just- what part of the show no, or where yeah. it was. I was like, I will watch it when it's like 10 minutes left of the movie. Totally. A hundred percent. Yeah. And so, but I, I feel like I was really like cautiously optimistic about this sequel. I was like, oh, I hope it's good because mm-hmm. I felt like it could be pretty terrible. And then it was kind of a bummer when like, aside from the witches, no one else was involved. Uh, oh, yes. The witches and Billy Butcherson, who was the zombie. Yeah, they, that was you a know, little surprising. No one else was involved. And and they were all really weird about it too. Like, so I was like, oh, is this like one of those things where like, you know, when, you know, Spider-Man says that he's not going to be in the next movie, but then he shows up, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever. That's you what know, I was like, expecting too. That's what I thought too. But no, they really, they really weren't there. <laughs> yeah. And it's not like, you know, out of, out of the young actors that were in the original is like yeah. Birch, Vanessa Shaw, the guy mm-hmm. that played what the cutie patootie that doesn't really act anymore. Yeah. He doesn't really act anymore. Yeah. But both Vanessa and Thora are both mm-hmm. working actresses or yeah. are, are close enough to it that they would have yeah. come back for some sort of cameo. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was very surprised by the lack of, ref- you know, refresh or renewed faces from the original. Yeah, that struck me as really strange. Okay, so let's jump into kind of a brief summary. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the opening where they open kind of in Salem in the late 1600s and with like young, the young Sanderson, the young Sanderson. Yeah, I thought it was a really great homage to the original because Mm -hmm. the original also opens with like capturing the women, capturing the Mm -hmm. the witches and getting rid of them in the curse and and all in the murder killing them. I I liked it, but I also really enjoyed getting to see the younger sisters and their love for each other Mm -hmm. and how like with Winifred, um, who's played by uh, the, she's played by Bette Midler in the older version, but in the younger version, um, she's 16. She's betrothed to a guy that she doesn't want to get married to. She's in a very vulnerable place. So witches are Mm -hmm. always looking for that. And, Instead of marrying a man that she doesn't want to marry, she and her two sisters flee to the forest and mm-hmm. become, they meet the head witch lady, Mama Witch, and yeah. become uh, witches themselves and get the book. And I thought that that was such a cool way of showing a little bit of backstory for them, mm-hmm. making them human and making you kind of like, you know, they're still villains, obviously, yeah. <laughs> but you understand where they're coming from in a different, in a better way. And I really, really appreciate that. That was very mature filmmaking yeah I loved it too I liked that they because they make they very make a very big point of like 
like she or Winifred gets banished from the town and they're like, we're taking your sisters so they yep. can be raised right. Like they can be raised yep. correctly in a good house. And Winifred is like, no, you can't take my sisters away from me. Like we mm-hmm. are always going to be together. Like that is a very important point that is made. Um, and yeah, let's talk about the witch in the woods played by Hannah Waddingham, ah, yes. which I was like, more Hannah Waddingham right (laughs) I wish she'd come back (laughs) I was expecting it at the end that we would at least see her or like take her like she would take this her to meet the sisters or something yeah something like that um yeah okay I just thought of a point but I'm gonna save it because I don't want to spoil our discussion um so after so they're kind of in the woods they get the book that's where the book is given to Winifred and they realize well, Winifred realizes that she is a witch and the other two, and I didn't, I guess I didn't think about this in the first one, but in the other two or the first one, it really is Winifred who has the, the power. power. Yeah. The other two just kind of, you know, they recite the incantations with her, but they don't really have powers. No, they're, they're really. basically her hype ladies. Yeah. So, okay. So then it goes to present day Salem where there's another 16 year old girl. Her name is Becca. Um, And she and her other friend, Izzy, are kind of like navigating their relationship with their friend, Cassie, who has a jock boyfriend named Mike, who is really dumb. Uh, Really dumb. (laughs) (laughs) And he, this actor, I don't know who this actor is, but he plays it so well. Like he sells it well. (laughs) Just the perfect dumb jock. Um, But yeah, Becca and Izzy have, they, they have this Halloween birthday ritual where they go into the woods and then they watch scary movies. And have a sleepover, but Cassie's having a party and she mm-hmm. hasn't invited them. So they're all a little salty. Yeah. Um, yeah. What did you think of kind of this initial setup with the friends? I liked it. I'm always a sucker for friendships and mm-hmm. like the separate, you know, because in the original it was brother and a sister and mm-hmm. the girl that he liked. Mm-hmm. And with this one, it's like it just seems a little bit more realistic of who would be watching Hocus Pocus. Like it seems yeah. a represent- representative of those people that would be having a Hocus Pocus watching party yeah. and then their friendships are going through ups and downs. Totally. So I, I loved that. I thought that the three girls were really well cast. Mm-hmm. I thought that, um, that uh, the girl that played Cassie was really, really interesting too, because she had the, she had to, she had to like balance kind of being this mysterious bratty friend mm-hmm. that then has to like, prove to her friends that no, like yeah. I didn't invite you because you didn't sit, you don't like seem like you want to hang out with me. Right. And like, those are just like normal conversations that I think girlfriends have with each other. And so it's always yeah. fun to see that. I thought it was a really believable setup, but I will say though, I don't know. There was like something there. It, it just like, like it was interesting and it was fun. But mm-hmm. for me, there was like, it was like lacking like a little bit of a spark. Oh yeah. I don't know what, I don't know what I would have done differently though, to make it like more zippy I don't know um but I did I really liked that it wasn't a love story yeah I also really loved I just loved that it was like about this friendship like these people who are clearly best friends and they love each other but they are growing up and things are changing so they go to the magic shop after school which is the old Sanderson house Gilbert owns the magic shop I didn't love the Gilbert character. No, I didn't either. Um, he like he who I'm like looking up. I'm like, who is this actor whose name, of course, escaped me? Mm-hmm. But he, I mean, he himself is great. Like, yeah, like um, I was so excited. Oh, Sam Richardson. He's Sam been Richardson. on Deep. He was on. He was actually on the last season of Ted Lasso. Um, he's great. Like he's funny. Like I think he's a cool guy. But I don't know this. 
this was like, why didn't they get any number, anyone from the original movie? Like it could have been like one of the guys that was like the, one of the bullies that was torn. If they needed like a lesser known actor or like the main guy didn't want to do it. Like anyone from Hocus Pocus one could have been in this role, but whatever choices were made. Um, Especially since it's later revealed that the reason that he is so tied to the Sanderson house and magic is that he saw them as a child. So yeah, like, yeah, they could have pulled anybody out from that time. It could have been anyone that we we saw. That's revealed a little bit later on, but basically like he was walking home, presumably bullied by the bullies that Mm -hmm. were bullying everyone in Hocus Pocus one. And it's like right when the sun is coming up and he's walking home, which I was like, man, 1993, it was a wild time where kids (laughs) could just be out until six in the morning (laughs) and on Halloween. Um, (laughs) what a time anyway. Um, but yeah, he sees them and, and I, I, but I still didn't really understand like Mm -mm. why, why does he want to bring them back? I don't, I don't get it, but whatever. whatever. It's the setup. It's fine. Gilbert gives Becca a candle and says it's a special candle for like for her birthday it's on the house and so they go out into the woods and light this candle for their little birthday ritual um they light it it's a black flame the ground starts shaking and everything goes dark and then a flash of lightning like reveals the Sanderson sisters are back and they immediately launch into a musical number (laughs) which I was like um why that was weird i i don't really weird i don't really ever think of hocus pocus originally as a musical like no there was like one song right okay and i know yeah and so like this one was mm, mm, i don't like Like yeah they sing at the festival like there's that one song they sing and then sarah jessica parker whose name is sarah sarah like sings to lure the children but like that's it so but anyway i mean all weirdness aside First of all, it's an update of the Elton John classic, The Bitch is Back. It's that it's The Witch is Back, which mm-hmm. I find cool, punny. And they're all, you can tell they're having so much fun. Yes. Like they, the as actors, they are just having the time of their lives. And I thought they all looked great. And, and it was, it was nice to see them. But again, it was really weird. Cause even one of the girls even says, she's like, who are they singing to? Who are they singing to? <laughs> and it's like, why, why did they do it? But I mean, when you have those three, like you may as well. Right. Exactly. They're like, we're making it into a musical, which then all I wanted after that was like, when are we getting a Hocus Pocus Broadway musical? Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. How funny. So, okay. This leads into like my favorite bit of the movie, I think is Becca and Izzy convinced. So like the, the sisters see them. Cause they're like, Oh, look, you summoned us. And like, what are you doing? Are you children? We're going to mm-hmm. eat you. And they're like, no, no, no. We're like middle-aged. We're in our forties. We just look really <laughs> good, you know? And, and they're like, really? And so they were like, what do you have to do? And so they're like, no, you can just buy potions instead of eating children. And they go to a Walgreens and they're just drinking skincare. I loved this so <laughs> this much. This was so funny. I was like, I could have watched 10 minutes of them just making fun of like retinol. It was great. And like, even just like walking through the automatic door, like they did not understand. Like that is like the, everything was just pitch perfect I thought it was the best joke of the movie like the one that landed the best yeah um and then the second best joke so through a series of like silly events they the witches are like no this is these are this is not children this is you're making us drink lotion but then they have to get on brooms they have to leave because the girls run out loves this and so you know of course like 
Winnie has a regular broom and then Sarah Jessica Parker is on a Swiffer wet jet mm-hmm. that like she has bubbles whenever she's flying. And then Mary, her, she ends up, she was on the vacuum in the first movie. And in this one, she's on two Roombas, which just hits like, fabulous. Just so wonderful. Good. <laughs> um, I'm so impressed with her ability to, uh, to like, um, what is it? Space surf. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was great. It was great. It was, it was just so funny. And she just, yeah. She went with it. Like you can tell, like they all were like probably mm-hmm. losing it on set, but Kathy and Jimmy just went with it. Um, and that's the thing too, with Hocus Pocus in general is it's like, it's one of those movies where if I ever meet an adult, that's like mm-hmm. our age that says, I've never seen Hocus Pocus. I'm like, don't waste your time. Like, don't do it. Because no, it's, it's so like corny, them. cheesy, weird. And mm-hmm. I thought that the tone was really like really yes. caught in this one. Like so it, it, good. Yeah. Yeah, they really, yeah, that, I mean, it's, it's right on par with the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So the girls go back to the ma- magic shop to confront Gilbert and they discover that he wanted to summon the Sanderson sisters. Honestly, I like rewound the scene because I was like, why, why does he want to yeah. do this? I don't get it, but it's fine. Um, it's like, mm-hmm. You go with it. <laughs> it's like, it's very much like hocus pocus reasons. Okay. Yeah. Um, the sisters kind of follow them there and they get their book back, which is really bad because then they had, that's really where they get their power. They get like can cast spells. They lock Becca and Izzy in a secret cavity under the shop. So they're just kind of overhearing everything. And I think the important, there are like a few important things here. Wait, hold on. Let me scroll through my notes. Okay. So Cassie's dad played by, um, is it Nathan Hale? Oh my gosh. Tony Hale. Nathan, mm-hmm. Nathan Hale is a kid's book author. Um, <laughs> not the same. Tony Hale. Tony Hale is related to the reverend who banished Winifred from Salem the first time. Yeah. And he looks exactly like him. Of course, he's played mm-hmm. by both. Both of them are played by Tony Hale and he's Cassie's dad and he's the mayor of the town. So they're like, oh, we're going to get revenge. And then Winifred decides she wants to do the Magica Maxima spell, which will make her all powerful. And they tell Gilbert he has to gather all the supplies or they will kill him. (laughs) Um, So Gilbert, the first thing he does is he resurrects Billy Butcherson because they need the head of a lover and mm-hmm. Winifred has told everyone like oh we were in love and he's like we kissed one time and I didn't even really <laughs> but I didn't even to. like it yeah and I didn't like it um and so but the the twist here is that Gilbert convinces Billy that he's actually trying to defeat the Sanderson sisters who have been brought back not that he's helping him so that's kind of like a bit through the movie mm-hmm. as well um let's see so Cassie's having her party and the mayor is not at home. That's why she's having the party. Um, Cause she knows her dad would freak out, but Becca calls the mayor and tells him like, Oh, mm-hmm. you're having, she's having a party. You need to go home so he can get away from the festival because the Sanderson sisters want to find him. It's a whole thing. And this is where we kind of lead into the next musical number. Cause there's a yes. costume contest for the Sanderson sisters and they're like <laughs> drag Queens who look amazing. And like, girls who are kind of like, kind of like dressed up like Disney slutty, you know, they're not yep. like really, they're not saying that, you know what I mean? But, but they are, that's what it's supposed to be like kind of making fun of like what women do on Halloween. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then there's another song when they sing one way or another, I'm going to, or I'm going to get you that mm-hmm. the Blondie song. And because, and then that makes the townspeople turn into drones to lead them to the mayor's house. It's like a whole thing. Um, 
what is next? So eventually they do get to Cassie's house yep. and the sisters and the girls and everyone. And, um, and they trap them in the garage in a salt circle because salt will ward off dark magic. And when I'm trying to think of what happens next. Um, oh, th- and this is also where the, this, so this kind of continues the girls storyline where they kind of have their big confrontation yeah. where Becky and Isa tell Cassie that things are changed. Her mm-hmm. boyfriend is kind of horrible because he treats people meanly. There's a very funny line where they explain to the boyfriend, like, no, you're being mean to us by telling us we're weird and making fun of the things that we enjoy doing. And he, he kind of has like those, like, oh, like I need to go apologize to people. Yeah. So that kind of like ends that whole situation. Yeah. So the, they're all on the same side again. Um, the mayor comes home and he opens the garage and sees yep. the sisters there and they're like trying to get out of the circle and they can't. Um, very small little moment that I absolutely adored is that Mayor Trask calls them the gothic golden girls. <laughs> and it was amazing. It was so good. <laughs> I was like, I missed it because I, I watched this when it came out and then I watched it again just to like take notes. And I was like, oh my God, the gothic golden girls. That's the best. <laughs> um then the Roombas come back and save yes. the day because they clean up the salt circle. <laughs> um, and the Sanderson sisters, instead of taking the mayor, they take Cassie into yep. the woods. They're on their flying apparatuses and they take her into the wood because they need blood and they just take blood. They don't kill her. They just like take a scratch of her blood and they start to perform the spell. And, but it's in, there's a very brief moment where Becca reaches out for Cassie when she's been taken by the witches in blue like blue magic comes out of her hands and they're all and she and Izzy are like what's going on and they kind of start to realize that Becca is actually a witch um Mm -hmm. so they get to this they get to the woods and it's so interesting too that you can have like born witches or awoken Mm -hmm. witches versus like ones that get their power because they have a book or they like are bestowed power Mm -hmm. because that's and that's kind of how Winifred was too because Hannah Waddingham is about she like thinks that she can eat Winifred so she can stay young but she she like smells her and she's like oh you smell different and at first you think it's because she's 16 so she's like not a kid anymore mm-hmm. but then Hannah's like no you do smell different like you're a witch like you have power and and so and the book kind of chooses to go mm-hmm. to, Winifred. to Winifred so then this is mirrored nicely in the woods because at one point they kind of they go through the the Sanderson sisters go through the spell and they all and all of them have powers now so like Sarah and Mary in addition to Winifred realize oh we have power too and they're yep. like kind of like just being goofy and like pointing their fingers and <laughs> shooting things you know shooting it like which is what stuff. I would do if I had power I'd I be mean, like Boop. totally <laughs> Winnie blasts Becca. So like everyone's kind of dispersing, like trying to run away, get out of the way. And Winnie blasts Becca, but she also, I think I can't remember. She like tries to shoot her magic at Winifred first. And they're kind of, they kind of like laugh. Mm -hmm. And then Winnie blasts Becca, but then Becca does something really smart. And she tells the book, you have a choice. You don't have to help her. And so the book goes to Becca. Winifred is like very distraught over this. Mary and Sarah are still like running around playing all around with their magic. And then the book shows Becca a loophole that a price must be paid to become all powerful. There's like a, like a few different, like little things that happen, you know, that 
in the warning in, in the book, like Izzy reads that, you know, power is meant to be shared. So there's at one point where they're, the witches are flying over them and Becca has like kind of made a shield around them. And then they all join hand, the girls all join hands mm-hmm. and they like all the, it becomes more powerful. So the Sanderson sisters have to flee. Um, and yeah, so like, that was really, that was really, I thought that was a really nice moment. And then Winnie realizes or Winnie does, doesn't realize that she's being power hungry, even though Mary and Sarah have powers for Winnie, she still, or have more powers now Winnie still wants more and says yeah. that she doesn't need the book to finish the spell. So they say the final verse of the incantation, Winnie is the all-powerful witch, the candle goes out, they've survived, they think they're never going to die, they're celebrating their victory, but Becca comes back and says the power spell takes what the witch casting it values most. And so in a really kind of like sad, like Mm -hmm. little like emotional moment, Mary and Sarah start to evaporate in the wind, it's kind of like glitter in the wind, Um, and Winnie really realizes like just like a moment too late that she doesn't want all this power if she can't have her sister's. And so the book shows Becca a cast, a spell to cast the spell for reuniting Mary and Sarah don't come back after she says the spell, um, which she does with Cassie and Izzy, which was really fun and kind of harkened back to how they did Mm -hmm. the originals did the, did the spells. Um, and so Winnie, Winnie also evaporates and goes to be with her sisters. So it was kind of, that was like an emotional little moment. It was a little bittersweet at the end. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so that was kind of nice because when I feel like Winifred really does go through a lot of emotions, like just in like a minute or two. Yeah. Um, and she, and she really does realize that she wants to be with her sisters. They're really like the main reason for her mm-hmm. wanting to do what she does, yeah, which is the whole reason is to protect <laughs> her sisters and to not be with them is just like heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, it's like what is power worth if you can't have the people or if yeah. you can't have it? I was gonna say we can't share it with anybody, but not not necessarily power hungry people aren't necessarily like caring that right. much about that. But it was nice to see that she really was human and that it wasn't yeah. to her. And she cared about her family. So Gilbert comes back and the girls kind of yell at him and he <laughs> says, like, you'll have discounts forever at the store. Um, Billy Butcherson also evaporates away. So he finally gets to, you know, be dead. He's finally, he's finally <laughs> uncursed. <laughs> yes. He's finally uncursed. Um, and then really, I thought was really cute is when they're, wa- when the girls are walking home, they're kind of walking like the Sanderson sisters in like their kind of funny little walk. Um, and then of course you go to the end credits and there's another musical number. So many musical numbers, <laughs> which is the same as the first song that they sang. Um, and then did you stay till the very end? No, I was going to say, is there an end? There is. So there's an end scene at the very end. So there was a cat at the magic shop, which is named Cobweb. But a lot of people think it's Thanks. what's, I, I, yeah, thinks they think he, that it's actually him, but he wasn't a talking cat like he was in the movie, the first movie, but he jumps onto a shelf and then he shows that there's another black flame candle, which suggests there could be more. We'll see. I hope so. I was like, see, well, my fingers are crossed because I would like more. (laughs) I think it'll be fun if, if they can get like the same tone, Mm -hmm. I think it'd be cool. And I also think it shouldn't come out like next year. I think it's got to be a few years. Yeah. Um, Treat it like a real movie. 
Yeah. But overall, like what were your like overall thoughts? So overall, I thought that the tone was like the best part of it. Like, I think that it really was evoking like the the energy and the vibe and the tone of the original. Um, I do think that the singing was a little too much. Like I'm just, I'm just, as much as I love musical theater, I do not Mm -hmm. really like musicals, (laughs) but I'm not expecting it. I'm like, I, I, it's weird. I'm like, what is, what's going on? So it'll, makes me a little uncomfortable um i thought the actors were well picked other than like i i do agree with you i thought gilbert's character was a little useless like you know we need that sort of a character but i just didn't like what they were doing with him yeah yeah um and yeah ultimately i would have liked to see more of the original folks in it in Mm -hmm. some capacity even if it was just like a picture or something you know i think that would have been nice just to just to like acknowledge that either those families were still there or they had moved away. Like, I think that when you go, this is so funny, when you go through the trauma of having to like <laughs> deal with some witches in your 16, 17 year old age, you might want to make sure they're not coming back. Yeah. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I hundred percent agree. Um, I think there, it was like a nice homage to the original, but with enough updates for a new audience that like Mm -hmm. a new audience wasn't going to feel like totally left out. Like, I think like, I was just like, my daughter has seen, like we watched Hocus Pocus with her before, but I think like, she just really liked it as well, you know, just like as a movie, you know, um, but I'm thinking like someone who hadn't ever seen it before, probably like could watch it with like their kids or something and they would be fine like and because I also think though Hocus Pocus is like it exists in the current zeitgeist in a way that like even if you've never seen it you still know what it is (laughs) exactly it's like you know you know Michael Myers from Halloween even if you've never seen Halloween yes exactly like yeah yeah that's a perfect example um and like we said earlier like I do like that it focused on the power of friendships or in this case a coven um Mm -hmm my eight-year-old has like two best friends who are totally her coven. So I'm sure she was like very excited by like that kind of subplot as well. So, so yeah, all in all, I think we liked it. Yeah. I think, I think it was good. I think, um, yeah, Danielle and I'll be here a couple of years from now to, uh, see the next one. one. Totally. All right. Hopefully not another 29 years though. I don't want to wait that much. Yeah. I don't think we're going to be making this podcast in 29 years. No, (laughs) no offense. No. We'll just be hanging out with each other. <laughs> yes, we'll just be hanging out. Um, all right, so let's go fill our own ca- cauldrons with soup or anything else um, and come back to chat about goals and what's bringing us comfort. It's time for us to talk about our goals. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, that's that's what the time that's is. That's what we do. Time. That's what we do. <laughs> all right, so Danielle, last yes. time um, you were hosting a beautiful, wonderful, exciting baby shower for your best friend. How did that go? Yes, it did. It, it happened. You know, it's not like we canceled it. <laughs> no, no, my dear that baby's friend, coming no matter what. Yeah, that baby is coming. Um, I know my dear friend, Melissa, I got to have her baby shower at my house, um, which I was a little overwhelmed by because yeah. it was like, I don't, I, you know, I didn't know most of the people coming. Everyone came. They were all delightful. Like, of course. who's going to come to someone else's house and be like, your house is the worst place. You know, like everyone was lovely. They were so nice. And like, I think I've talked about Melissa, maybe not by name, but like in general, like she is my friend who like, if there is any reason to like give a gift, 
she does. And Mm -hmm. it's like expensive and really nice and like gift wrapped. And just like, that is who she is. And so it was really nice to like, for me and her sister to like, do this together. Also like me and her, mm-hmm. her sister and I, her sister's name is Trish. We are friends as well, but it was like really nice to have, like, I was like, Trish, we need more projects to do together. This Aww. was fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we had a lot of fun with that. And, you know, like my house is not huge, but like somehow we got like 24 people in here and everyone had a seat and we all could see her opening gifts. Like I had to do some strategy figuring out where everyone was sitting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it ended up being really nice. We had so much food, like so much. We've been eating like, you know, we had bagels. We made like a bagel bar and oh, we had, like nice. cut all the bagels in half. So like we've been eating like half, we were eating like half bagels all of last week. Um, but it was great. It was really fun. And, and I think she felt the love and we are just very excited to meet. She's having a girl. We're really excited to meet her baby girl in a few months. So oh, that's so exciting. What was your yeah. favorite, um, like food item that you mm, had um we had apple cider donuts Yum. which were great but I made these I'm gonna write this down because they're so good and so easy they are spice cake cookies yes and what you do is it literally you go you get a box of spice cake mix from mm-hmm, your mm-hmm. grocery store and you make them into cookies and then you drizzle Amazing. them with like a powder sugar glaze that sounds heavenly. They're so good. Everyone was like, these are amazing. Tell me your recipe. And I was like, get ready. It's the easiest thing you'll ever <laughs> make in your life. Um, yeah, they're so good. So easy. I will link to them because I, okay. it's like one of those recipes that everyone's like, I need this. And I'm mm-hmm. just, I got you. Um, yep. Yeah. So, so yeah, that was probably my favorite thing. And then I'm trying to think of what else we just, we had so much, we had like a veggie platter, a fruit nice. platter, you know, we went to Costco the day before it was great. Um, my favorite, yeah. mm-hmm. everyone's favorite. <laughs> okay. So Gwen, your goal <laughs> last time was to pack up and maybe move. <laughs> How's that going? Yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, we entertained it for a lot longer than I expected to. Yeah. Um, but by the time we were like kind of far into it they had pulled Mm -hmm. the apartment off the (laughs) listing um and yeah so I'm assuming that they're going to put it back up it's still like not there's nobody there um it's uh so I'm imagining they're probably going to put it back up on the market but for a Mm. higher price (laughs) oh Mm. yeah because there's other units that are like lower in the building Mm -hmm. that are in the exact same like layout but that are way more expensive like five or six hundred dollars more wow yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So mm-hmm. no, we've decided to stay put and yeah. we'll look in March when our lease is up to decide if we want to stay here, or get a house. We'll see. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Get a house. Woo. Yeah. A rent a house. Whoops. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say the real estate market everywhere right now is like yeah, just no. in flux. Who knows what's going on? No, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, once those mortgage rates went up to 6%, I was out. I was like, we'll be chilling yeah. for a few, for a few more yep. years. It's fine. Yep, yep, yep. Oh my gosh. All right. What is your new goal? So my next goal, um, and I'm hoping that this will be a good one. Let's see. So it's going to be to plan out the next three weeks and stick to that schedule. Ooh. And I mean, even if that means like adding a little bit of like filler time and scheduling breaks, like I've, when I got back, like that was one thing that really helped me getting through September was just like being like, here's my schedule. Here's mm-hmm. what I'm doing. You cannot break from it. And it was really, really helpful. And so I feel like if I can continue to do that through the rest of this, like 
busy event season through through Thanksgiving, essentially. I was like, I feel like that'll be good. And yeah. Chill. So my goal is write everything down, stick to that plan and make it through. <laughs> oh my gosh, you said Thanksgiving and I like, I know like my like heart stopped. I was like, Thanksgiving. sorry. <laughs> oh, no, this morning Ivy at breakfast was like, it's almost November. And we were like, shut your mouth. <laughs> we were like, no, it is not almost no. November. And then it's like, oh yes, it is. It <laughs> is. October is really following September's uh, wheel and like seriously, going real fast. where has this year gone? Oh my oh. gosh. Um, ugh. yeah. Okay. What's next? Oh, my goal. Yeah, uh, your goal. What is your goal? <laughs> What's happening? Um, my goal is a fun goal, and I it's to send Halloween cards to my friends. As we all know, I like to watercolor paint and make them into cards, mm-hmm. and so I've been doing some spooky painting. Love it. And uh, I want to send them to my friends. So I need your address, Gwen. I don't think I have your new address. Yeah, I don't think you have my new um, one. I'll, I'll hook you up. Oh, yeah. We'll get that off air. We don't want to tell everyone. <laughs> where you are. <laughs> you can send me DoorDash, everybody. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Actually, yeah, maybe we should give out our addresses. No, I'm kidding. Um, okay. What is bringing you comfort this week? So since it's, it's not, today's not a good example because it is actually 80 and smoky out, but it is getting cooler. It's fall and mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with Penzi spices mm-hmm. and they have this delicious hot cocoa mix that if you then add a little black and red spice, which is their yes. pepper and cayenne um, mixture to mm-hmm. the Penzi spice or to the hot cocoa mix. And you just like brew it up and have a delicious cozy cup and then pairing it with my obsession on apple tv which is bad sisters i don't know if you've had a chance to watch this one yet. tell me more so it is an irish sort of pretty little wise-esque vibe murder mystery we've got five sisters one of whose husband who's horrible Uh is dead and (gasps) everyone could be a suspect because he sucks and so every episode for the 10 episodes, it's like showing JP almost dying and them all just like being very bad at killing him. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so good. Great. And it's got, um, what's her butt? Sharon from Sharon Horgan. Sharon yeah. Horgan. Yes. Love from her. Catastrophe. She's Ugh. so good. She's one of the writers. Yeah. The tone is so fun. It's beautiful. Cause it takes place like on the the beach like a beachside town in in Ireland it is like sold just it's oh my gosh beautiful. I'm watching this That's what and I'm doing all today. of the episodes are out now on Apple nice. Plus so you can just Fabulous. I watched it in two days that's what I did for sick last week yes oh and Eve Houston Houston yes she's so that's good. Bono's daughter mm-hmm. yeah cool no this sounds awesome it's so good I haven't seen a show with this like level of fun comedy mm-hmm. in a while like I even went yeah. and looked at all the writers afterwards like I want to watch everything these people have done and I've already seen like all of Sharon's shows but yeah, she's um, so good yeah it's good it's it's great pairs well with hot cocoa yum um I have I haven't I'm gonna go do, after this because I finished my tea mm-hmm. um we for the sh- for the baby shower we got from Trader Joe's they have like the Mexican hot chocolate bombs yes that's what I'm doing after I get perfect off of this. oh yeah. my gosh oh, treat I'm yourself ready. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So yeah. Tell me about what's bringing you comfort. Oh gosh. So I am painfully behind on my Goodreads reading challenge. I am one of those people that sets one every year. 
Um, and the only way I make it through is by reading graphic novels. As always, graphic novels say they do count. They are, they, they are books. So I've been reading the Bad Guys series based on my eight-year-old's recommendation. She has all 15 books in that series. Well, look at her. And so I've been A real stand. I know she, she loves them. Uh, and they're, they are very, they're very silly. I can read one in like half an hour. It's great. Um, I also just started reading the Sandman comics by Neil Gaiman because I want to watch the Netflix adaptation, Mm -hmm. but I feel like it's such a like beloved classic comic series that I need to read them. So I have been read, I read through the first one and I'm going to read, I think I have up to there, like sitting next to me. I think I have two, three, and four from my library. So I'm going to read those at some point, hopefully over the next few days. <clears throat> and then I also just checked out the first few collections of the Lumberjanes series, which came out hmm. probably like 10 years ago. Um, but it's, it's kind of set at this camp and they're kind of Girl Scouts. They're called the Lumberjanes and they all kind of have supernatural powers. Um, like it. Yeah. And it's by the author who wrote Nimona, which is one of my favorite graphic novels. And I just didn't read them when they first came out because I thought, I mean, I think I thought like maybe these are like four kids, but Two like, kid, like yeah. now I know I'm like reading the bad guys. Like if there's anything for children, it's that series. But yeah, like I said, I got to get some books for my Goodreads challenge. So this is it. This is what's That's happening. It. Do what you got to do, man. <laughs> yes. <Get> those numbers. <laughs> I am also reading like, you know, prose books as well, but I've just been really slow. I mean, it's not a bad thing. I've just been reading prose books slower. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I need to pick up the pace to get to, uh, I'm, of course, I made I my it. goal. My goal is like 150 books, which I was just like, there it's like a hundred graphic novels at this point. <laughs> I like, say it still counts. No, they all count. They're totally <laughs> counting. I don't know why I feel like so like guilty or something because they are, they're real books. Exactly. Anyway. <laughs> I have a question for you. Since yeah. bad guys had the movie, did mm-hmm. you, have you guys watch the movie yet? Yes. So she, I think she had read like the first few of the movie and then the movie like solidified like she's like mm-hmm. no I like this and the movie was like fine yeah it was it, fine it was fine <laughs> like I have um, no familiarity with that with that uh franchise I was like that's fine yeah I like the books a lot better actually um sense. and they're really cute and they're really quick um so if anyone is out there who needs something to beef up their goodreads challenge read all 15 in the bad guy series because honestly that's what's saving my challenge okay well here we are yet again mm-hmm. at the end the um, I know the saddest part of every episode but as always please follow us on all the socials you can follow fresh fiction at fresh fiction I am at d jackson books and Gwen where the, can they find you you can get me at real vixen Awesome. Um, you can also email us directly at podcast at freshfiction.com. Do you have any hot takes on Hocus Pocus 2? Mm-hmm. Is there something we missed? Yeah. Um, or if you want to tell us what you thought of, Ho- if we spoiled Hocus Pocus 1 for you and you yeah, have thoughts of that too. Like, sorry, not sorry. Please subscribe, follow, rate, and review us on your favorite podcast app that helps people find us. And we will talk to you all soon. Bye. Okay, so before we end this episode, we want to talk about next, our next episode, we're going to do something fun. We're calling it our classic romance book club because we loved reading A Caribbean Heiress in Paris over the summer. So we want to do it again, but we thought, ooh, let's find a book by someone that is like considered a classic. And the first one that came to mind, our first person, obviously, was Nora Roberts. Uh I mean, we call her by her first name. We call her Nora for a reason. We know who we're talking about when we say yeah. Nora. 
Nora. Um, and then the first book, my, my absolute favorite book by Nora Roberts is Born in Fire. Gwen hadn't read it. I haven't, haven't read, read it. it in a few. It's one that I do reread, haven't reread it in a few years. So I was yes. like, let's Excellent. read Born in Fire. It's the start of her. It's called the Born in series. Or at least, I think I think it actually has a series name, but everyone calls it the Born in because all of the books are Born in. Mm-hmm. It's like Born in Fire, Born in Ice, and Born in Shame. Ooh. Uh, Oh. I know you're going to want to read all of them. I, I know. It's, I feel like that's going to happen. I'm going to read this and I'm going to be like, I've read them all now. <laughs> so yeah. So born in fire by Nora Roberts, we are going to read this in the next couple of weeks. And then our next episode, which will be up probably in early November, we will read it. So if you want to read along, please do. If you have thoughts or anything, you can always email us at podcast at freshfiction.com. Mm-hmm.